Welcome back. We are back with a special holiday edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast, our annual Turkey Day extravaganza. So myself, John Abari, my co-host Matt Walker, trying to get you a little uh, little prep for Thursday, which is my favorite uh, favorite day of football all year. I love this more than the Super Bowl. I like uh, – it has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. I don't like Thanksgiving food. However, I do like having three uh, showcase games, and it's – you know, they got all the – Dumb shit, Madden's six-legged uh, genetic freak gobbler thing out there. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's it's always a fun day for me. Even when I'm not gambling much in a year, I will usually head to the casino and put a few shekels down here in Vegas. But Walk, how are you and where you want to get started for this very special Thanksgiving day? I mean, John, I'm going to be honest. I, I haven't heard you seem that excited on the intro in, in I don't know how long. I changed you, my underpants. You are you are ready to go. You get upright again, and Turkey Day comes. I did see that it's all NFC division games too. So oh, it is. There's no a- AFC teams playing. It's so stupid, I didn't even notice. It's all NFC <laughs> division games. So I found it a little odd. I mean, I know that the line the Cowboys kind of monopolized Thanksgiving, but you know, the Seahawks at home. I think that was a decision that was made. Like you can't throw an AFC game in there for for the West Coasters. It's a Struck me as a, a little odd, but yeah, I love this day too. I mean, because they're all island games too, right? So one, there's there's always a little runoff, right? Yeah. But you're just just rocking all afternoon. There's just football on the TV. I I like it too. Um, I'm I'm the same. Not the craziest Thanksgiving food fan. We're making ham. We're not even eating turkey, and uh, we're only uh, going over to families for like a dessert later on in the day. So. It's going to be a, a nice, relaxing Thursday uh, at the Walker household as well. But actually, some good games this year. Honestly, I mean, even the NFC East game, the the four o'clock one, the teams just always kind of play each other funny. That Commanders Cowboys game, yeah. um, and then to finish it off with that Forty ers at Seahawks, which is a huge game um, for both teams. Um, you got you got a little to talk about there with that Seahawks game, but yeah, and open it up with the Packers at Lions, where the Lions used to be the Thanksgiving game because they sucked. And they, uh, you know, signed a lifetime contract to be on Turkey Day, and now they're one of the top teams in the NFC, getting a host. It's like a totally, it's like a totally different world right now of seeing these Lions competing, you know, being at eight and two, and you know, actually being one of the teams people want to see on Thanksgiving. It's weird. Yeah, a little, little. We'll start with that game, of course. That's the first one, but a little. My <clears throat> my feeling on what happened Sunday with them coming out flat against the Bears. Because the Bears suck. That shouldn't have been that close. I know it's a division game. I think – you just mentioned, this is an important game for the Detroit Lions in general, but now they're all so good. I think they spent more time prepping for this game coming up on Thursday than they did for the Bears game, and I think that showed. So, to me, that poor showing Sunday, I, I, I could just be a crazy person, but I think they are really – um, gearing up to kick the dicks <laughs> off Green Bay on Thursday. 
Hey, I agree. Yeah, they definitely look past the Bears a little bit. I also thought Bears, Justin Fields coming back, it was, you know, it, it was a little shot in the arm for the Bears. Bears are actually pretty good run defense as well, which is how the Lions want to get home. So I saw that game being a little ugly. Um, you know, what it took for them to actually pull it out at the end and the fact that Jared Goff threw three interceptions on the day. He'd only had five in nine games coming in. It was real outlier day for him turning the ball over. So, you know, about as ugly as they could get. And they and still, he's usually you know. yeah good at home. So him to stink, <laughs> like if it yeah. was a road game, it wouldn't have been crazy at all. But he's been yeah, pretty exactly good but, you know, in Detroit. The all the characters got there outside of Sam Laporta in the game too. So that's what you like to see. Um, but I'm with you. Like yeah, they they cannot lay an egg on Thanksgiving. All right, they they have to just smack the Packers around. And spoiler alert, I think they do. All right, so let's get into it. Total <laughs> in the game is 46. Um, Detroit is minus seven and a half that we're, we're, we're going to just kind of go game by game and do a lot of the, the, the bets and stuff and where we're going to land on each side of it. Not, not a ton of, uh, fantasy goodness here <laughs> to be had. We'll do some player prop stuff uh, a little bit uh, after this, but all right. So game total 46 minus seven and a half Detroit. Where are you going on those two? Well, ironically enough, these two teams played each other. Already this year. That's not the ironic part. They're in the same <laughs> division, but they played <laughs> each other on Thursday night football. So they were they already played each other on a Thursday That's on a standalone weird. game. That is weird. Uh, this one in Green Bay, Detroit won a game thirty-four to twenty, and it was a huge. This was a three touchdown day um, from David Montgomery. This is before Jameer Gibbs was really a thing. I like the minus seven and a half at the Lions. I I agree with you. I think they were looking forward, you know, a little bit overlooking those Bears. Um, I think they handle the I don't Packers aren't good now. Our boy Aaron Jones is most certainly missing this game. They have no run game to speak of. You know, trust in AJ Dillon. I'm not going to depend on uh, Jordan Love going on the road. You know, uh, on a short week to compete you know, against this Lions defense. So I would take the Lions, but I still do think points get put up. And the Lions are. All about putting points up. Their last two games, they've won 41-38 and 31-26. The Lions are like an over machine lately um, in their games because their defense isn't great. Um, so I would go, you know, if I'm taking both sides, I would take the Lions minus seven and a half, and I would take the over. And they, the stupid Packers are coming off what has to be a big win for them, right? I Huge. Mean, yeah. Yeah, so so this is a perfect letdown spot too. You're you're coming off that to come into this, but I, I'm I'm with you. I like the over. Um, I do like Detroit laying the seven and a half. Um, my my score prediction for the game, which I'm only going to say now because you gave me these. I didn't know anything about them playing earlier on a Thursday. You said it was thirty four twenty. My prediction of this game thirty five to twenty, which makes that even weirder that I had already written that down. So the uh, Team projections right now, Green Bay is at 19.25, and Detroit is at 26.75. I like Green Bay, even though I said 20. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to give myself I, – I think 20 is the number, but I'm not going to just fiddle with the .25 and everything I said about letdown spot for Green Bay. No Aaron Jones. Jordan Love stinks. I'm actually going to go under, and uh, Detroit obviously I think goes over that 26. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that Packers side of it because that seems right around where they should be in this game. But I would take the Lions over. I think I think the Lions just the Lions just score points, and I think they're going to run all over the the Packers in this one. Like I, I think this is like a two hundred yard rushing day 
for Montgomery and Gibbs. Certainly possible. So fire up your Green Bay linebackers uh, in IDP leagues. Uh, One one other last one. So the money line, and I kind of went a different direction here. Money line. Green Bay is plus 290. Detroit is minus 365. If we're looking at this historically, what what is the most likely thing to happen at some point? And that's for the Detroit Lions to disappoint everyone. And what a better spot than the Thursday game. So at minus 400, that's a that's a pretty big number to lay where Green Bay is plus 290. Four, four, four out of every 10 times, there is a world where Green Bay chokes this away. So if I was betting the money line, which I would not, I would actually take the Green Bay plus 290 side. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that, you, yeah, you can't you can't bet the money line on the Lions side, right? But uh, you were talking historical, and then let's just look at the season so far. So their home games this year, they the week two versus Seahawks, they lose in overtime, thirty seven, thirty one. The next week they play the Falcons, they win twenty to six. Two weeks later they play the Panthers, they win forty two twenty four. A few weeks after that, week eight, they play the Raiders, win 26-14. Then just last week, they beat the Bears, 31-26. Did anything stick out to you in the team names that I noted there? Uh, I mean, they're playing teams that were are terrible. <laughs> the, absolutely. The, the one playoff team, I think, right now beat them. Other than that, they beat the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, and the Bears, none of which have winning records. The uh, Falcons are probably close. I'm not going to go fact check that, but they haven't beaten anyone good at home this year. So this 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 screams. <laughs> Just put a put a put a couple bucks on that Packers <laughs> money line, right? Oh yeah, that's it. I mean, you you know, you think about the Browns, you think about Detroit. If you know, there's teams who. You John, we've smelled right. this. We've sniffed this out far too many times <laughs> yeah. in the past. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I was forced at gunpoint to make a money line bet, it's absolutely on the Packers with the plus money. Yeah. I mean that's you but, know decent decent payout for 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 little risk. I mean you don't have to. You just go. You're going historic. You're going history's on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I, Oh, oh, you got you got me you got me smelling something there, John. <laughs> All right. Anything else here or on to the afternoon? Uh I don't know why. And it's probably not gonna happen, but I feel like Christian Watson's catching a long touchdown on this game. But odds are it'll be Dontavian Wicks who does it in, in reality. But I have some feeling, hair on the back of my neck, that we're gonna see like a fifty yard Christian Watson TD in this game. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I don't know why. I just but we've talked about it. The thing with that guy is he he is good at that. But yeah, they probably have their best receiving core and fucking like top to bottom and I don't know 13 seasons in in my opinion and he's like the weakest link. Like that guy should be the 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 you know, get a couple snaps, run deep guy, but for whatever reason they try to force him to be their number 1. But oh, yeah, but they're not, though. I mean, listen to these last five games, his stat lines. Three for 27, three for 33, one for 37, two for 23, and then he had two for 21 and a touchdown against Charger. He's, 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 he's lightly used, and it's not being used to stretch field at all. He had the one deep ball against the Rams. Other than that, it's just underneath because Jordan Love's deep ball sucks. <clears throat> so that's why, like, the Jaden Reeds of the world and the Luke Musgraves actually are but he, more. 
productive, even Romeo Dubs in this offense, because Jordan Love can't throw deep. But that's literally all that Christian Watson can do. That's all he can do. He's out there. That's the problem. He's out snapping everybody most weeks. Oh, yeah. Romeo Dubs, he he surpassed Dubs again this week, which he hadn't for a couple weeks coming back from the injury. But listen, Christian Watson's running some high end cardio. That's what he's he's doing right now. (laughs) All right. So. Into your neck of the woods to the NFC East here, Washington Commanders. I think that's the first time I've ever said it without stumbling. Uh, at the Dallas Cowboys, uh, total in the game 48. Dallas is an 11-point home favorite. Which way are you leaning on those two? Knowing the NFC East as well as I do, <clears throat> this is Commanders plus 11 to me. I That's too many points. On the day, there is an absolute fear with what Sam Howell's been doing this year is from a sack standpoint that these Cowboys could literally register double digit sacks on him uh, this week and, and totally destroy the game. And let's put a number on it. How many sacks in the what's your over under sacks? Seven, seven and a half. I, I was actually, I was gonna say eight and you said seven and then you seven. And, all right, so we're in the same spot. Are you taking, yeah, the I over? mean, I. Let's take the over at seven and a half, dude. It's, yes, I would. I will. I, it, it's a prolific sack. He's a prolific sack quarterback. <laughs> he's, he's he's on pace to break the record still, and he's I believe gotten better <laughs> the last couple of weeks with how many sacks he's taken. But sacks and turnovers are going to be a plenty. Cowboys at home probably too much to overcome. The Commanders also are like one of the worst secondaries in the entire NFL. Like they are. <laughs> all-time like bad second most passing yards allowed and most passing touchdowns allowed on the season this is going to be a monster cd game probably a get deep brandon cooks game uh, as well it's and by default then a good dak game you know who's sneakily and, and granted they've had a couple blowouts recently and i think that's part of it but all of a sudden tolbert's getting doing nothing <clears throat> with him but targets are suddenly blowing that guy's way. Like I said, they've had a couple games where they've kicked the shit out of teams, and I'm sure he's getting more playtime than he would if these were close games. But at least as someone who's held him, just with my fingers crossed and hands clasped in prayer every week, please do something. I have you too many spots. I, I like to see him at least get involved. Better than him not getting involved. <laughs> Yeah, I, I picked him up in a league recently, too, where he'd been sitting out on the waiver wire. He was so much of an afterthought, and it was because his snap count was kind of going up. I think he exceeded Brandon yeah. Cooks and Gallup one week. You now it's kind of regressed back, um, you know, but he saw five targets. He's tied for second most targets on the team, you know, uh, yesterday, and you, you'll take that because Brandon Cooks isn't long for the team, and it doesn't seem like they're that enamored of Michael Gallup anymore, even though they, they paid him, what, just over a year ago. So last four weeks, 45%, 41%, 62%, 42%. And two of those weeks, he outsnapped Gallup. Okay. Yeah. So that 60% or is that outlier, right? He's like, he's a 40% snap guy, which is still shit. He he was looking like busterific when they drafted him. Just out of level of competition. He just can't overcome the South Alabama level of competition to the NFL. Now he actually looks like he's. His head's back above water. He was, he was a zero percent snap guy. He was, so, yeah, nothing. so going from zero to fuck, let's say let's say ten percent snap is a giant yeah, bump big, in a big old nothing burger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to actually seeing meaningful snaps and getting some targets. 
you know, the last several weeks. I mean, he literally, he's had five targets each of the last three weeks. Strange. Only one week it mattered when he scored against the Eagles when Dak threw it like 500 times, but he's literally seen five targets and had two receptions the last two weeks. So he's, he's at least seeing an opportunity. You know, yeah. he's, he's not, he's not, to, he's not left for dead. And like I said, if something happens to Brandon cooks, you know, who has been known oh. to be injured <laughs> yeah. in his, in his career, Tilbert's going to, you know, Tilbert will be the 60% snap guy in a pass first offense. Yeah. If, if they kick the shit out of them, like I think they do. The, the reason this all even came up was you were just talking about the, the, the cooks break, breaking one, uh, a nice deep play. I could see a world where Tolbert actually has a decent game because it's a short week. Why get your main guys hurt? If they're up by, you know, <laughs> they're up by 24 in the third. I think we get a big uh, dose of garbage time Tolbert down the stretch, but I, I agree with your assessment. It's a division game. It is the Thursday game. I could see it being a little closer, but yeah, I'm taking the over and I'm taking Dallas minus the 11 just because Washington seems to be falling apart and Dallas seems to be clicking. So I think they're going to kick the dicks off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree in this Washington defense. It really probably <laughs> will have little to offer in former resistance. Did you know, though, that the commanders sacked Tommy DeVito nine times yesterday? This, I knew it was a lot, but I didn't know it was that. This many. toothless <laughs> defense who traded away their top two pass <laughs> rushers registered nine sacks. Again, one, DeVito just holds the ball for like ever, but still just a strange total um, for that team. They will not be doing that to Dak Prescott. I can, I can promise you that much. All right. So, team total uh, Washington, 18 and a half, Dallas, 29 and a half. I actually have them both going over. Um, I, yeah, I think Dallas easily does. Um, and I think Washington, what, what's Washington? They're sub 20 in and a half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take that too. I, I could see that's where I was, which being scored, uh, in this one, you know, with, with that total. And, and like I said, I, I, if I'm betting, I would not touch an 11 line. Um, I just think, you know, you know, I don't, I don't look at a double digits that often and just, blindly say okay yeah the home team's just gonna run away with this and even this last week dallas didn't look great against carolina they they ran away late in that game dallas scored 16 points in the fourth quarter this was a 17 10 game against the against the panthers it going into the fourth quarter like and the panthers are hard by far the worst team in the nfl like like leaps and bounds worse and they were only up by a touchdown going into the fourth quarter like Dallas plays down to their competition. They do. Yeah. You you could you could sell me on it. I mean, the yeah. whole thing with yeah, taking Washington, getting the eleven. I mean, yeah. look, you want to put it on a <clears throat> here's the scary thing, right? Like <laughs> I like packaging these things together and doing like a seven point teaser. So you do a seven point teaser here, you get you get Washington plus eighteen. There's a definite world where they lose by fucking twenty. So even yeah, that's not a great, on that not one, even a great bet. That, that I'm way. taking the Cowboys down to four. Yeah, I'm taking the yeah. Cowboys down to four on that one. Like it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's funny as it is. Yeah, I take the Commanders, but if you know know I can take it down under a touchdown with Dallas. You know, I, I just think when it's all said and done, they're they'll probably win by seven to ten points. You know, a reasonable amount of times. In this yeah. game, so yeah, I would I would push that one down for Dallas, and because you're right, there's a world where the Commanders just fold 
There, there is. I mean, literally, it's it's how the end of the Panthers game was. You know, you're you're through three quarters. You're like shit. I'm cashing, yeah. and then it could be forty two to seven. Yeah, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they, they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You're like, yeah, who just hit me? What just happened? Yeah. And then, uh, so money line, Washington is plus three forty. Dallas is minus four forty. Uh, everything I said about the Detroit and Green Bay game, I will play opposite here. I trust Dallas on the big stage, especially on the Thanksgiving game, especially against Washington. You're putting a putting a gun to my head at the window. I'm taking Dallas, and I'm laying the 440 to win a measly 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see the Commanders <laughs> winning this game. I just, I don't. Impossible. I, I think, like I said, I think competitive. I think competitive is a word that could be used to describe this game. But I can't see Dallas laying another. Like they already had their 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 Arizona Cardinals game. They already had that game where it's you know they just yeah. lose a game they should easily win. They're they're not going to lose to a, the Commanders at home on Thanksgiving. It's not going to happen. So, moving on to the night game, which as I was looking at these things, each team total got worse, and I didn't realize it as I went. I was like, "Oh, that's low," and I was like, "Oh, that's lower." And I went, "Oh shit, this is even lower." So, San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks uh, game total is currently forty-two and a half, with the Niners a seven-point road favorite. Where are you falling on these numbers? And as of this recording, we're recording uh, is it Monday, Tuesday. What's today? <laughs> it's Monday, know. buddy. Monday. Jeez. Woo! Bright and early on a Monday morning. Uh, they the the report about Geno Smith is they don't know if he's playing. That's the official word out of uh, <laughs> Seattle. So we could be looking at a uh, Drew Lock, Zach Charbonnet led offense. They also don't know about Kenneth Walker. I currently am leaning towards Walker being out and Gino being in just because Gino got back in the game at the end there. I think he'll try to get out there. Whether he plays a full game is neither here nor there. But uh, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Give me the under. I think we close this day on a giant whimper and give me the Niners lay in seven. All right. You, um, I, I was trying to look through some Geno Smith you know, updates, and obviously it looks like it's his elbow um, where he got hit on one of these throws. But like you said, he came back and finished the game um, and, and threw a couple deep balls. So I don't see how he doesn't play personally um, in this one unless there's an MRI and there's more damage. But they let the guy go back on the field. So they did some sort of you know, right, testing to <laughs> test the stability in his arm. But um, he, I think he plays. I don't think Kenneth Walker plays. Not that I think that's any – Huge deal because they're going to be forced to throw against 49ers anyway. I'm I'm just going to go lay a ton of money on these 49ers minus seven in, in this game. Um, especially, you know, no Kenneth Walker, even just a limited Geno with the pass rush they're going to bring against him. We might end up seeing Drew Locke by the end of this game anyway, you know, one way or the other. So Seahawks being at home is a nice bump for them. But I don't think they're really that good of a team. Personally, um, I, I think they were the they're, they're they're better than the Giants, but they were like last year's Giants to me, where it's you know they just a lot of shit went their way, and they ended up being a playoff team. Like we both were like, Gino is not like a starting NFL quarterback. Like he's a great backup guy, and it's kind of showing in this year. They're not hitting on the deep touchdowns. You know they're having to work a lot harder to score, and the 49ers, they they ain't, they ain't letting that happen. Uh, in prime time, I, I think the 49ers beat the shit out of them. 
my my feeling going back to the quarterback here is if if it was Drew Locke, there's no way it's only seven, right? So Vegas tends to be uh, a little bit ahead of the general public on this. There's just no world where Drew Locke's getting a fucking start against one of the best teams in the NFL, and they're only laying seven even at home, right? I mean, that would be 10, 13. That guy's fucking terrible. Which we'll Yeah, I think it's because Geno finished the game. I think yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Vegas is banking on. They, <laughs> they were willing to sit him out because I think they thought they had the game won. Then when he had to come back in because they didn't, you know, to try and get the game back under control, he just didn't pull it out. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The line's only moved a point. Right now, 88% of the public is on the 49ers minus seven, 96% on the money line for obvious reasons. And most of the money's actually on the over uh, as well on the 43. If to your point, if Drew Locke's starting, it's probably not hitting the over because I don't, I don't think Seattle, Seattle's going to get there with them, right? <laughs> to put the 10, 14 points up necessary to push the over with like a 30 point San Fran total. So, so t- team totals right now, San Francisco's. Uh- 24.75, Seattle 17.75. Um, I have my projection here, 28-10 Niners. So I like the Niners over and Seattle under. Yeah, I'm right around that, like like a 28-14 type game, which comes right around that total. <laughs> um, and maybe even like a 28-17. That's, I just say a Niners cover, easy uh, in this one. And, and I won't. I wouldn't be comfortable with a Seahawks over, especially given the fact that one, Gino could be out. Two, Gino could start and get hurt, and then it's Drew Locke. Or three, they just start getting their doors blown off them, and Pete's like, "Get Gino out of there! Like, <laughs> live to fight another day." Go ahead, Drew. Like, <laughs> you're getting two and a half quarters of Bosa and, and Chase Young just gutting you, you know, <laughs> so that we can uh, have Thanksgiving. And and g- granted, the the point total is not super high, but the money line. Uh, Niners are only minus two hundred five. Seattle's plus one seventy. At minus two hundred five, it's the best bet of the day, I think. Yeah, where where are you at on that bet? Uh, saw it on Vegas Insider. Get back on my Fanduel because it's I'm seeing a much steeper. So the Forty Nine are minus three ten, and the Seahawks are plus two fifty. On FanDuel. I was looking last night. I'm looking again right now on Vegas Insider. Let's yeah. see. Click That's money right. line here. Uh, yes, that has changed. Your, oh, no. Which is funny because on CBS Sports, I was looking. It's at minus 345. Now, now it's 295 and 270, which is still 3 to 1. Give me the Niners. <laughs> there's no okay. fucking way they're losing this game. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's not a world. Well, there is a world because this is a division game, and there's not a world. This 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 one I'm most certain about. And you realize all these games are touchdown plus, right? So they're not even like these. These are not the the tightest of matchups for any number of reasons. Which is you know, given the the divisional stuff, I think the NFL would have liked it to be a little a little tighter, but. You know, Packers aren't that good. Commanders aren't that good. And truthfully, I don't believe the Seahawks are that good. So they're playing. In, they're far inferior to their opponents with two of those teams being at home. And the 49ers only having to head, what, like what, like a two-hour flight up north to Seattle? 
Mine would be less than now. Now I'm curious about that. Let's let's check the flight logs. All I know is because from Philly to Florida is like two hours, so I'm like, yeah, it's like fucking. It's, it's closer. It's got to it, be closer. It likely is shorter. I'm going to hour, hour and a half. So that that is n- neither here nor there. All right. So player props. There are no official player props as Great of Monday point. morning for Thursday games. So we're just going to kind of uh, wing this and come up with a few here. Uh, what I'm going to do is look at uh, player averages and put you on the spot, and you tell me if you think these guys go over under. So I'm just going to pick one guy from each team, kind of slapping this together last minute. So Jordan Love, game one. Uh, on the year, he's averaging 233 yards a game in the air. think he goes over or under that. He's going to go over because they have no run game. They're, literally, there's no Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon is absolutely terrible. I think he goes well over that. Oh, we're going to go with the second one, but uh, David Montgomery is averaging 82 yards a game. You've, uh, I believe, already projected 200 total rushing yards minimum for uh, Detroit. So you like Monty over the 82? I do. I do. The Packers have given up 1,347 yards on the season. And nine rushing touchdowns. Montgomery has three of those nine touchdowns in the game. Like I said, they already played earlier this year. I think Detroit controls the clock, running the ball right down their throat on this one. So, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Monty over. Yeah, I don't I don't see how you can't actually. All right. Yeah. So moving to the afternoon game, we'll go, Mister Dak Prescott, division uh, division rival there for you. He is averaging. Where's it at here? 260 yards a game going over or under. That this is a tough one because the matchup screams he's just gonna destroy the over. Now the, the commanders for my money are the worst back end in the entire NFL. Like I said, they've given up the second most yards and the most passing touchdowns on the season. They're just so exploitable with Emmanuel Forbes out there, and I think CeeDee Lamb just can get 150 on him himself. But I also could see a game where he doesn't need to throw it after the third quarter. So I'm I'm going to go under because of that heavy line of that plus 11 where I just don't think he's going to need to. And they might actually run the ball a little bit on a short week. So I'd go under on that one. Can they run it with Tony fucking Pollard? Um, Maybe. No guarantees. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> moving, to the, moving to the other side of the ball, uh, we have Brian Robinson, one of your favorite football players. He's averaging – 50 on the ground per game, and he's averaging 28 in the air. So we'll go total scrimmage yards for Brian Robinson in this one, 79. Do we – one, that's just so odd. Um, is it, we got to assume – I don't know why. How did, what did Antonio Gibson miss the game with this past week? And so he's – I didn't even know. I didn't know he was out to the last knew, minute. and then I, I knew he was, was out. I, I didn't look – Running errands, so I didn't injury. see anything. But – Brian Robinson, a, a, uh, a fun fact here that I only heard earlier today, and then I'll answer his question, is he has been the leading receiver for the Commanders the last two weeks. Like, That's each game, he's been the their leading receiver. thing I've ever heard. He tied Logan Thomas with 58 yards yesterday, and then the week before he had like 100 yards or whatever it was because he had that deep touchdown. He has led the Commanders in receiving the, these last two weeks. 
Yeah, two weeks ago he had 119 and a touchdown with that 51 yarder. So he's been their pass offense, which is just asinine. Just imagine how good Antonio Gibson could be if he's got this type of work yeah. with them. I'll go, I'll go over because I don't think Antonio Gibson plays 79. I don't think is a lot of yards. They're going to be chasing points, and I could see some dump downs from him. I don't know that he gets a rushing, but you tell me total yards. They're clearly using him in a passing game. Um, I would go over that 79. All right, and then moving, and he and, and he stinks. He stinks. He's not good at all. He's proving it over and over again how bad he is at being an NFL running back. But opportunity rules the day. All right. Now to the final game of the day. We'll go Brock Purdy on uh, quarterback here. He's averaging 266 a game in the air. I, did you know he's uh, 70% completion rate? Woo. Yeah. He's the kid's good accurate. For him. Good for him. Kid's accurate. <clears throat> Mr. Irrelevant. So you going over or under the 266? Uh, under. All right. And felt I, gotta, I felt pretty good about that one. And now here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip this on you here for Seattle. So Kenneth Walker is averaging 61 a game on the ground. He is averaging 17 a game in the air for 78 per game. But he ain't playing. Do you think Zach Charbonnet gets to Kenneth Walker's per game average of 78 scrimmage yards? Hmm, that's good. Uh, I'm going no. <laughs> I I cuz I think you'll get DJ Dallas, you know, in the game he, he might end up picking up like some of that passing downs work from them. He uh, Charbonnet was not efficient in his touches. Um 3.1 yards per carry on 15 attempts. He 3.7 yards per reception on six terrible catches. line, terrible line. It was, it was ugly. I mean, 21 touches is great, but I mean, on a per touch basis, he was God awful. I mean, but he got to 69 yards with, with that work. Um, I, I say yes. If, uh, Kenneth Walker's out, but I don't think it's going to be pretty, but all it takes is like one long pass and then just gritting out three, three yards per touch after that. <laughs> You get there. 79 is not, not insurmountable um, if he's going to get all the work. I don't think Kenneth Walker plays. But he's not – right. I'm not saying he's going to be like a fantasy superstar. All right. I just think he can compile in a game where they're going to have to chase points. But also, it, all, all bets could be off if, you know, Drew Locke comes in when, you know, just picking up first downs is not a given, let alone just right. getting anyone any significant, you so, know, stats. So- those are my makeshift player props, just looking at some averages on the year. But your mention of uh, Drew Locke has brought me right to our uh, our annual What Are We Thankful For segment uh, as we close this out here. So um, where do you, you want to go first? Where do you want to go? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic in this one. We're usually thankful for some some pretty negative things. Um, <laughs> which, which, is what, which is what makes this so appealing and I'll find a couple um, throughout this, but there, there was some positivity. I wanted to be thankful for and first foremost, CJ Stroud being an absolute dog. You and I said, this kid is clearly the QB one in the real NFL. And he was our no doubt QB two going into the rookie draft just because of that dripping upside with Antonio, or Antonio, Anthony Richardson, um, seeing him produce the way that even in spite of like the multi-interception game, this kid is confident. He's boosting 
every player in this offense. He's changing that entire organization around confident as shit. Like I love CJ Shroud. I am super thankful that he ended up in Houston and not in Carolina because while I think he'd be doing better than Bryce Young, there's clearly dysfunction there. He ended up where he was supposed to be, and we should all thank Lovey Smith for it. <laughs> and it seems like, like I, you know, I, I, I'm an asshole to my core, and I like guys that are assholes. It makes me laugh, and I'm entertained by them. But it actually seems like a good guy, so you're, like, happy he's doing well. You're like, oh, good for him. Dude, he's super genuine. Like he gets up there in like post game pressers and he ends up like trying to like use his like rookie stage already. Like he's just confident up there. Like can I answer the question? Then he'll like talk about something like that he's passionate about. Like the kid, <laughs> the kid is yeah. like, oh, I, like I want to, I, I want to spend some time with him. <laughs> sort, of, sort of hang out with CJ Shroud. So where am I going to go first here? You went positive. I'm going to go in. Uh, I'm going to go with what transitioned me into this in the first place. Uh, I'm thankful. For really, really bad quarterbacks because we think some of the guys suck now. And then you get a glimpse of some of these other guys who get on the field and you go, oh, no, 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 no. This is what bad quarterbacking is. So thank them. I'm thankful for these guys to put some perspective on it. Uh, for example, Ken, Kenny Pickett, for the most part, stinks, right? You go, oh, that guy's terrible. But then you get to watch Drew Locke play a little football and you go, oh, shit, this is what it's like when you see a terrible quarterback out there. Kenny Pickett isn't as bad. But without getting to compare him against Drew Locke NFL game action, you forget what actual bad quarterbacks are. And then uh, just something to tie into that. Um, (laughs) Did you know Tommy DeVito has... (laughs) As many mm. touchdown passes as uh, Big Apple counterpart Zach Wilson already. It's crazy, right? Fucking Zach. W- there you go. That's a bad quarterback, Zach Wilson. We're number beating two, up on guys two like overall, Mac- Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, John. Mac right. Jones, Kenny Pickett. They do not deserve the hate they get when there are guys like Zach Wilson and Drew Locke floating out there. So I'm thankful for them for coming in and reminding us to put a little more uh, perspective on what a bad quarterback is. John, if you had to say, like, if you were able to decide the amount of NFL teams there should be based upon, like, actual guys that deserve to be starting quarterbacks in the NFL, how many NFL teams would there be? So it's a bit of a trick question because I think teams handle that position in particular horrifically. And then we'll see guys like Russell Wilson, who was supposed to be the backup to Matt Flynn, end up taking a team to a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. If, if if Lance doesn't suck and these guys don't get hurt, he never even gets in there. I think there's 32 good ones. I don't think they're ever going to get a start. So it's kind of a, a, a backdoor answer. I think we could have 32 good NFL quarterbacks. I also think teams are too tied to draft capital and other bullshit that we would never actually see them. Yeah, I I believe we're probably talking in the 20 to 25 range. We're talking about some significant consolidation here. Um because I'm not seeing I'm not seeing 32, pal. I don't know that there's 
one in the NFC South, honestly. I know it's early on Bryce Young, but <laughs> I wasn't that crazy about him going in. Desmond Ritter, sure not it. Baker Mayfield's a Band-Aid. Derek Carr doesn't deserve all the money he's made in the NFL uh, thus far. Then you already mentioned Zach Wilson. That Mac Jones, no thank you. That half of the AFC East do- doesn't doesn't get us there. So probably not as bad as I'm scrolling through these teams. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm going like the 20. Thing is, we need we need to get like six teams out of this league. Really, we've seen enough guys. We, we've there have been enough guys who have come out of nowhere to know that they're out there, right? Like, I mean, look at fucking Kurt Warner. Like, I was fucking literally bagging groceries. <laughs> now, was it him? Was it system? I don't know, but that's irrelevant. The point is that there are guys out there that just don't get the chance so my, my answer how many guys will get a chance i'm with you it's probably low 20s i think if you leveled the playing field and didn't you know i can't i don't even know who the backup is in fucking carolina oh but it's it, andy dalton yeah like i mean if you really wanted to win games in Carolina, you're, you should probably be playing Andy Dalton, right? Andy, right now, today, mm-hmm. Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Bryce Young. He's a better so, quarterback. Yep. Agreed. So I, I think the guys are out there. I just don't think teams are willing to play them because, unfortunately, if you're a coach or a GM and you play these guys, that means your entire process up to that point was wrong and you're going to fucking be fired. So you can't. You uh, yeah. go down I mean, with the ship. The system isn't set up to find and play the good guys. Yeah, the best players. Yeah, you're, oh, look you're at fine. Brady. Brady's only out there because Mo Lewis murdered Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might never got a shot. Never, yeah. never. Yeah, I, I, it's just weird because then once you start seeing these backups with like, just what's happened at a quarterback position this year, you know, it, it's just, it's disgusting football. And one, a lot of it has to do with that these teams don't really even practice or play anymore. There's no preseason, you know, they, there's no real interaction. They're not hitting during practice for the most part. You know, there's just, you're knocking any snaps to your backup. So they're, they're they don't stand a chance, you know, if they're forced into action, they're probably not going to look good even that next week. Um, but it's just that the quarterback product is suffering in the NFL this year, suffering. And it, and it's impacting all of our fantasy assets. I mean, when I want to f- fall down a rant rabbit hole, I mean, I think that's just a, Why? the way that they've ended up structuring the contracts and having to win while the rookies are young before they have to pay these guys any real money. You, you hurt their development. So you're going to keep having, shitty quarterback play i think drew rosen or drew rosen josh rosen i think he sucked i think he was going to suck however (laughs) you if you gave that guy three years behind a competent starter to learn how to you know be an nfl quarterback maybe he doesn't get replaced after one year by kyler murray i mean that was a unique thing with the coach and quarterback combo coming in with uh Amazing house traveling to Thailand, clean. But, you know, I, I, and I think that leads to the shitty quarterback play. No one's given time to develop. Well, yeah, I mean, it's this is the new NFL to your point, right? If especially if you're a high draft pick, you, they have to capitalize on that value. I right? mean, look at look at the stupid they, Bears. The Bears are probably taking a quarterback. Even though Justin Fields has been good for fantasy, uh, they literally right. have to just with the way they position themselves with these two picks. Yeah, unless they get like a king's ransom, and then you then that GM's hitching his wagon fully to Justin Fields. 
Yeah. Which he ain't doing. Mm. So unless like you're getting like the the Ricky Williams, you know, <laughs> draft trade. <laughs> where it's like we're just giving you everything. What do you want? Yeah, we'll give it to you. Then yeah, you have to take whatever quarterback you believe is the guy and hit reset. Trade Justin Fields, try and recoup some assets there. But yeah, I mean, if you have Caleb Williams one or Drake May one and you hit the reset, like that's now who he's tied to, right? Because he does he's not the one to draft to Justin Fields. So they're hundred percent drafting a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll go next here. Uh we, we talked about I wonder about, if the Panthers yeah. still had their first round pick, would they draft a quarterback again this year? <laughs> they, I mean, what? they somehow got Bryce Young without trading. This is a good question. Okay, sitting there a year later, and they're staring at Caleb Williams. <laughs> Do they pull, pull the old Josh Rose and Kyler Murray and say it was fun while it lasted, Bryce? We're we're gonna we're gonna trade you to the Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, have, have you seen anything that will lead you to believe he could one day be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I think he's fine. I think he'll be serviceable. You guys can, you know, get a few wild cards while he's in there because that division sucks. You might win the division a couple times. There's zero upside to that guy to winning. Fuck winning, getting to a Super Bowl. Zero. Zero. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, he's the kid you want to be the face of the franchise. He seems like he's got his head screwed on straight and, you know, he, he he's definitely putting the time in. But he's undersized, and I don't give a shit. It matters. He's like even undersized for being undersized. Like you talk about Russell Wilson, like Russell's got like 20 pounds on him. Kyler Murray has got to have 10 or 15 pounds of muscle on him. You know, like Drew Brees is probably the closest comparable to two. And he is an absolute outlier at the position. Like I get what, what uh, Bryce did at Alabama. He also had superior talent, you know, for the balance of his time there Um, on, on offensive line, on running backs, on, you know, wide receivers everywhere. You know, and you ain't getting that anytime soon with Carolina and everyone's better in the NFL. Yeah, I think he'll end up being like a 10-year starter, you know, or maybe he's like an eight-year starter and he like he ends up being like a plus backup somewhere else. I just I just don't see the high-end upside, and I definitely didn't understand why they used the first overall pick on him. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And, I mean, look, we talked about this being the end of the coaches, right? I mean, that's going to rank Reich's done. Oh, he's getting canned. Yeah. It's already one, done. One and done. Yep. My man's <laughs> giving up play calling and then one week later took it back. Don't even know. He's just like grasping at literal straws. Yeah, talk straws. about a falling star, man. Frank Reich was hottest the hottest. And that guy probably he might never get another shot again. I um, was legitimately upset when uh, oh yeah. I remember stupid uh Josh McDaniels pulled out of Indy, and that's how Reich got the head coaching gig because he was so late in the cycle with the Eagles um, that I thought it was a huge loss for us uh, at that time and hated it because we would have been able to retain him for like another year. And then it's just been a, just a gradual erosion for him. And he's got, he's got kind of tasked with like shit quarterbacks, um, you know, post apex, you know, you know, like Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, oh, yeah. you know, and now he's got Bryce Young, like, who I who I believe he didn't want. I I in my heart of hearts believe he wanted CJ Stroud, you know, and just what I saw and kind How of do like you- the process. And he was overruled, I believe, by that by the management because I think Tepper wanted Bryce Young for whatever reason, and now he's going to get fired because of it. <laughs> you know, go go off on a complete tangent here. How hard do you think it is to coach when that happens to you? Like, 
you you go, this is my guy. And then whatever, GM, ownership, whoever says, Frank, we value your opinion in this room, but, you know, whatever. Seven out of ten of us agree Bryce Young's going to be the guy. And you go, all right, you're the boss. And then you they do it. And then you watch Stroud fucking be into clear rookie of the year uh, candidate potential in the MVP race. And then your guy stinks. Do you think like every day, like, I don't even know how you could call plays. Well, fuck. I just said that. Not even thinking about what he did. He was probably just depressed, right? He's like, oh, I can't yeah. place here anymore. This is just devastating. Yeah. He, yeah so his, his, uh, his fate was sealed. Oh yeah. All right. Unfortunately. Too much time on Bryce Young. All right. Here I got I got a positive one. I got a little positivity squeezed in here every once in a while. I am thankful for the comeback of the Tampa Bay Creamsicle uniforms and the Houston Oilers uniforms. Two of my favorite uniforms of all time. They both came back this year. Ooh, I was excited to see those things on the field. I was very thankful to see that this year. Yes, I'm a I'm a big fan of Travis. Listen, my my Eagles, Kelly Greens, you know the Seattle Seahawks, those Houston Oilers, like you said. Um, I'm a big. I, I don't know that I've seen one where I was like, nah, they should have just kept that in the you know in the closet. Those throwbacks are awesome. I like it's the Seahawks literally. colors better. I don't like the logo better. I think the bird looks wonky. Yeah, I don't I do like. See, I, yeah, I like the new bird is, with the old colors. Yeah, see, I like. I liked all the old Eagles. I liked the full Eagle with the wings more so than I liked that stylized head. And I liked the Kelly green more than I liked this like tealish color that we have now. So I was, I'm full retro Eagles, but I'm with you on the, on the Seahawks. I got a a hybrid Eagles take. I don't like the Kelly green Jersey, but I like the Kelly green helmet and the wings on the old helmet. Oh, that was all time. Yeah, yeah, the helmet's an all timer, but yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a big, big Kelly Green guy here, but yeah, I'm with you. You know, these I rarely, you know, uh, dislike a throwback jersey game. Oh, I'll give now, you those one. Color I don't Rush like. games we had a few years ago, they were disgusting. Oh, they yes. were painful. I, I, I know one I don't like. I don't like that weird, I think it was early, mid 90s San Francisco jersey with the fucking. Like a the sh- I don't like the shadow on the letters. I know okay, the numbers. Yeah. yeah, I don't like those jerseys at all. I I hate the. I've always hated. I just don't like the gold and red together. I don't like any Niners jersey. But that 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 throwback I hate. I always hated that weird shadow on the numbers. I think you're, that's you're the not, worst look a, ever. Uh, gold and red combo guy. I am not. So you, you hate yeah. USC. My my high school, we were crimson and gold. So you would you would not like the Lancers either. <laughs> Believe me, it, it it was abysmal. The colors just really they they don't work. You got to get a lot of black in there to really separate those two. But I don't. Is USC I don't gold? I would have said yellow. There. Are they officially gold? I would. I believe they are gold. They are the Shit. Trojans. I have to assume that it's definitely gold. On the uniform. All right. right, From yours, I'm going to dive in here. And I'm going with, I am thankful for Tua Tungavailoa taking judo classes this (laughs) offseason. I I have extreme Tua exposure. And I am loving the QB7 season so far. Just, you know, not making any light, any injuries, but just the 
rash of QB injuries that we've experienced this year. And Tua is like the fucking epitome of health now. Like this point last year, they were like, there was conversation like, should Tua ever play football again? Like yeah. legitimate conversation. Should he ever play again? It's not talked about at all anymore. I mean, it, 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 we pointed this out like even early on with Tua is that he just went like limp when he got tackled like every single time. Like, dude, he, like almost like he was trying to get hurt. The worst faller I've ever seen. Ever. I mean, just it's just odd how he reacted to, to being hit and just <laughs> be able to like yeah. consciously do something about it to protect himself and stay healthy and on the field. Like, n- amazing. Like, so happy for him. Like, loved him as a player. You know, really like him in this offense. He's, he's, listen, he's, he's promoting a, Extremely fantasy friendly offense with the with the wide receiver one with two high end running backs. You know, Waddle hasn't really gotten us there, but the offense is constantly getting home uh, in Miami. So super happy for uh, my boy Tatua. Yeah, that's that that is good. Uh, cri- crimson and gold is the USC color scheme. So I, I am. They a, were, I knew they were gold. Yeah, yeah. I'm. So I'm you're oh, yeah. <laughs> I always just thought it was yellow, but anyway, all right. Uh, I'm thankful just because it gives me something to talk about. I'm thankful for teams who win with no reason to do so. I'm I'm looking at you seven and three Cleveland Browns. I mean, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Even if you win your division, like even the most diehard Cleveland Browns fan is not like, this is our year. Like they, you're going nowhere. All you're doing is wrecking your draft pick you're 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 well they don't have their draft picks so they don't, that's what that's why they're doing it they're, they're not worried about their draft picks they don't well, have that's a good point but <laughs> yeah i mean you you can't there are teams here and there that you go ah this team gets hot they catch lightning in a bottle there is a world there's nothing right like cleveland is their defense is great it doesn't matter most playoff teams defense is great they're just going nowhere at all. And I just don't, I just yeah. don't get it. Like, the, you know, and it's a good story for that, 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 uh, what's his name? Thompson Robinson, who wins the game and he's all emotional after. And you're like, it's not like, it's not like you lit the scoreboard up. First of all, you, you, your defense carried you. It's like, what are we happy about here? Yeah, I just, I mean, just listen, the Brown, yeah, the Browns are a wild card team right now, and you're right. This would take like an an all time like defensive effort, especially in today's NFL, to to carry them through to even being in a conversation. Yeah, and Dorian Thompson Robinson threw it 43 times yesterday <laughs> for a total of 165 yards. He had 3.8 yards per attempt <laughs> with no touchdowns, one interception. I mean, that's insane that he threw it as much as he did when Stinky Kenny Pickett only threw it 28 times. In, in the same game. So the fact they had him dropping back and throwing it as much is, is mind blowing uh, to me, but you're right. I mean, you just can't, you can't win a Super Bowl. You just can't with, I mean, and, probably, and you're it, probably not winning one with Sean Watson this year anyway, but you're definitely not no. winning one with Dorian Thompson Robinson. And, and we talked, you mentioned, you know, they don't have the draft picks. It doesn't matter, but it does matter in a way because the more wins you get, the higher you're in your division, it gives you a tougher schedule the following year. It's like, <laughs> You're, now you made it harder when you have a good team a year from now. Quick uh, quick stat I looked up just uh, talking about Tua. I'm going to make this prediction. You ready? Tua mm-hmm. is the next Philip Rivers. He is averaging 3.9. You got nine kids? Per, not, not, not yet. 
3.9 yards per game rushing now this year. <laughs> I mean, Rivers was getting 3.9 a season, so he's well above that. But three three yards rushing a game, it, and it's by design. I mean, his rookie year, he was running uh, 10, 10 a game, attempts a game. He was doing three. Now he's 1.6. So he only has one rush attempt a game by design. You, you mentioned the falling down thing, but, yeah, I think they said, listen, you you will never run a football again if we can avoid yeah. it. Yeah, throw it away. Yeah, I mean they have to protect him from himself too, right? Yeah, so yeah, he's, I, I thought you were going to talk about a sheer volume of kids um, being the next Phil Rivers, but I'm fine. Yeah, you know, if he has that Phil Rivers career where you know he's oh fuck, yeah, you know, three three hundred yards is almost a given any single week and multiple passing touchdowns. Yeah, okay, sign me up. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> in any place for ten years. Okay, yeah, count me in. Back to you. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll start going uh, a little negative. I'm super thankful that the New England Patriots and the New York Giants suck. Patriots are two and eight. Giants are two and eight. <laughs> it couldn't happen to two more deserving franchises, in, in my opinion. I was saying all last year the Giants were an absolute sham, and the fact that uh, Tommy DeVito this year, in just this past weekend's Washington, has looked significantly better than Daniel Jones did at any point in the season before he got hurt with the same cast of characters, less there's no Darren Waller, their offensive lines, you know, continuing to deteriorate. Uh, uh, what's his name? Your, your speedy wide receivers name just escaped me on the outside. He got Slayton. hurt and left the game Slayton, you know, even though he did catch a touchdown, like, and, and it, I get it. Washington sucks, but still the giants there, they are, they're in a bad way right now. And obviously as an Eagles fan, I love it. And then the Patriots just seeing how, it was Tom Brady all along, you know, uh, when it's all said and done. And it just baffles me that Bill Belichick's names are being thrown around for multiple head coaching positions if he's indeed fired from the Patriots. I don't understand that. Um, you know, I think the game has passed him by. He's too old school. You know, people don't want to play for him, shit like that. So seeing both these teams, like, really hit the skids um, makes my heart happy. Yeah, I'm not uh... – I became a bit of a Patriots fan just because I always liked Brady. But, yeah, I've, I've hated the Giants since I was a kid. So there are certain teams I love to see do terrible. So I, I, I'm on board with that. Um, here, we're go, going negative? Let's go. Let's go full negative. I am thankful for injur- significant injuries to Mark Andrews and Joe Burrow because Thursday night football fucking sucks. So I know that there's a, a long-term contract and they're making a bunch of money. So probably won't go anywhere, but it's just starting to see everybody catch up to where I've been for a while. Like, you know, is this worth the risk? We're sure losing a lot of star. I hope more people get hurt except for Thursday, Thanksgiving, Thursday. Uh, I hope we see more injuries. I hope it becomes such a fucking known disaster that they get rid of this shit. I hate rushing to waivers and setting lineups on fucking Wednesday and then tweaking my lineups again later in the week. And this is all a direct result of that dog shit, abysmal Thursday night football game that they have forced down our throats just to make some more money. I boycotted it. I barely ever watch it on purpose. I don't want to give them a single tick in the ratings. It makes me sick. I hate it. So I'm thankful that we've lost two marquee players this week. So the NFL hopefully slowly begins to pull their own head out of their ass. It won't happen, John. That's big Amazon money right there. So blame, ridiculous blame, money. blame Jeff Bezos for that. In my home league, uh, my you know, the most important league, I lost Barrow and Mark Andrews. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm done uh, now. Uh, I'm, I'm now I'm looking to secure that 101 uh, when that was not the case two weeks ago. But um, listen, and not only is the NFL not going to do what you said, like they're nope. now they have a Black Friday game this week too. They're looking for more short weeks for these. We have teams. a game Friday. Yeah, there's a Black Friday game. The Dolphins are playing the Jets on Friday. It's the first ever Black we have Friday game. Three on Thursday time. and a Friday game. Correct. Get the fuck out of here. How yeah. did I miss this? It's a fact. It's a fact. All right. I'm going to give one more, and then we're going to have to wrap. Uh, then I'm probably just going to have to go. Uh, thankful for Jameer Gibbs. Running back seven on the season, six in fantasy points per game. I was huge Jameer Gibbs, all these like sub 200-pound haters of Jameer Gibbs and how he just wasn't <laughs> going to work in the NFL. Suck it. Dude's an absolute monster. And then uh, just to remind people that B. John Robinson is currently running back 15 and a running back 19 in a fantasy points per game season. He Jameer Gibbs is lapping him. Now, granted, has to do with the Detroit Lions are actually using Jameer Gibbs how he's supposed to, and Art Smith refuses to use B. John how he's supposed to. But facts are facts. Jameer Gibbs currently the top running back in this year's rookie draft class. All right. So guess that's where we're going to close it. Walk's got to run things to do. It is a holiday week. So hopefully you enjoyed this little uh, Thanksgiving episode. We'll have our regular episode uh, coming to you later in the week as well to cover the games on Sunday. Uh, apparently maybe Friday too, which I just found out about. So that will do it for us. For myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Matt Walker. Happy Thanksgiving. We are the Fantasy 40, and we all out of here. So I went in with potentially higher expectations than I should have. Did you ever do an inversion table? Um, I did. Short answer is no. I did the other one, though, where they like um, basically does the same thing where they lay you flat and pull you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I couldn't and do the inversion because my headaches with blood rush my head. I'd fucking <laughs> explode, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I couldn't do it. I not even wouldn't even consider it. But I mean, it does naturally decompress your vertebrae. I mean, it's, yeah. It's so I used to also, if you don't have inversion tables, I do have a pull-up bar, and I did that for a long time. Where you just hung. this was. There, there's a certain way to do it where your feet are still supposed to touch the ground. You're not truly hanging, hanging. Like your toes are supposed to just kind of touch behind right. you. Got it. So you're not you're not just like your full body weight. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's just it has something to do with your your stupid toes touching shifts your pelvis in a better direction. Whatever. Anyway, no, I did that for a long time. I did the table stretching me out, and then that shit worked. Okay. Yeah. Just figure. Man, it's a little, a little too late to suggest it if you hadn't. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you had surgery. You ever try hanging upside down a miracle? Care? You ever tried these non-invasive uh, procedures? <laughs> 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 Do you give any of that a shot? <laughs> <laughs>